Okay, so welcome everyone to the Copywriter Club podcast. This is our 10th episode since the last time that Kira and I were together and just chatting about what's going on in our lives and our business and the things that we've got coming up that we're excited about. And so as we like to do, we're jumping back in to give you another update on what's happening so that you know what to look forward to from the Copywriter Club. Yeah, and we thought it would be fun to reflect as many of us are reflecting at this time of year on what has happened over this past year, good and bad, and so that we can be more intentional as we move into the new year. Every time we talk about what, what we've done, Kira, I feel like your list is always so long because you like you always move, you have a new kid, you do all these amazing things. And I'm like, huh, I wonder what I did this year. I got to come up with something while you're talking. I think you've done. I think you've done many things. You just didn't have quite as much time to prep as I did. So I had lots of time to think about um, everything that happened this past year. So we're going to share again, just like some wins and struggles, personal, professional, from the two of us, and then we are going to talk about what's happening this week in the Copywriter Club, what's happening next month, this month. So. Um, We'll try to stay on track and stay focused. I think focus might be the theme for today's today's. Uh, I was going to say today's interview, today's conversation. Episode. Yeah. So, and if you're used to the longer episodes, uh, and you were looking forward to that, we hate to disappoint you. And if you think the other episodes are too long, this one might be right up your alley because it will probably be a bit shorter. Yeah, because I mean, let's be transparent. It's Friday. It's my end of day. Not quite your end of day, but it's Friday. So we're going to keep this short and sweet. Yes. So Kara, why don't you kick us off? Let's talk about some of the stuff, the wins that you've had. And since we're really talking about end of year reflection, we'll go into that a bit more later. Yeah. What's happened this year that's been exciting for you? All right. So I do have my lengthy list in front of me. I'm going to try to just highlight a couple. Um, I, I move, like you said, I move frequently. So yeah, moving was a big win. Moving is hard. I hope to never move again, ever. So that was a big deal. And it's also rewarding because I really like where I live now and I don't want to leave Maine anytime soon. So I think that's a win. Yeah, definitely a win. And my win is that I didn't move, which means I didn't have to box up any of the books that I own or any of the stuff that the whole uh, mess of moving. I've avoided that for yet another year in a row. I think I've lived in this house now for about 17 and a half years. And I'm make, my goal is to make it 18 and a half. <laughs> my, I think I told you before that we have a, a team of movers. We get a special discount because we move so frequently and we just like work with the same team of movers. And um, every time we move, Slava, who's like our main guy, he comes to me. He's like, you have too many books. <laughs> he's just like, you need to get rid of some of your books, which I will never do. Um, so that was a win. I also eased back into monthly CEO, CEO retreats, which I had to take a pause on those while, um, you know, while baby Homer was kind of young. It was just tricky to do those monthly and spend a night at a hotel to really focus on business development. But as he's turned into a crazy toddler, I've been able to get jump back into those, which has been just, I think, really the best thing I've done for myself and for the business and probably for my family too. So that's 
you know, I'm actually on one right now. And um, so I will chalk that up to a win. Yeah. And for those of you who haven't heard us talking about retreats in the past, we've mentioned it a couple of times on the podcast, and we definitely talk about it in places like the Think Tank. We have an upcoming episode. It's not out yet, but it will be out in the near future, an interview with Steph Travato, where we go a lot deeper on the idea of retreats and what's involved. So look forward to that. Yeah, we'll, we'll dig really deep into that because I think there is an art to the CEO retreat and it's, you know, there's so many ways to do it. So I think we'll dig into how you could do it to make it work for you. Um, so we'll talk about that soon. Rob, why don't you share some of your wins so it's not just me rattling off a bunch of mine? Well, we, if, if we're going back the entire year, we had a great event, TCC IRL. We have talked about that before and the speakers that were there and the fun that we had. So that was a, an amazing win. It's always fun to get together with other copywriters, hang out in person. We may be doing something a little bit differently next year, maybe not the same big event that we've done in the past. We're still working on how we might be able to break it up or you know do it in uh, some different ways. Um, so we're not announcing anything, but it was a huge win. And uh, I think something that you felt was a really big win too. Yeah, definitely a big win. Um, it does feel like it was forever ago, but that was this past year and it was wonderful just to see everyone. I think that, that was the biggest win, even though events are hard work and it can be exhausting, which we all know, um, just seeing everyone. And even recently I was looking through the photos from the event and it just brought back all, all of the feelings and all the good feelings from that event with so many incredible copywriters that showed up. So I think it happens way too fast and it's a really special event. So glad that we were able to pull it off this year. Yeah, I think we have realized that this is one thing that we tend to do really well, whether it's an event or retreat. We do have a retreat coming up in the Think Tank next month in January, uh, and it's much smaller than what an IRL is, but same kind of awesomeness where you get to hang out with copywriters, work on your business, get coaching, all of those amazing things. Uh, so that's an, it's not a win, but it's coming up very soon. Yeah, yeah. No, that's worth mentioning if you are a copywriter who may be um, kind of at this stage where you're trying to figure out the next thing in your business, the next level in your business, and you need more of an intimate retreat with copywriters who are more experienced, who are kind of operating at a different level, um, you may want to check out the Think Tank and do that before our retreat in New Orleans at the end of January. That's a great way to jump in. Let me give you one more. I'm not sure if I count this as a win or not, but I was I was talking with my wife the other day and I said to her, um, you know, I have to admit something to you. And she said, what is it? And I said, I think I'm becoming a runner. And my entire life I've hated running, but I've been doing so much running lately and I feel so good after my runs, you know, having run. I don't love running itself, but after running. And, you know, I've, I've now bought whatever my fifth or sixth pair of running shoes that I've gone through over the last couple of years. And I might be approaching the, the time where I can step into uh, owning the fact that wow. I'm a, a bit of a runner. I, I used to be more of a cyclist. That's kind of, you know, cyclists in my, in the past, you know, cyclists are always smiling when they're on their bikes and we would pass runners and they're just kind of gritting it out and, you know, pain on their faces. And I, I may have accidentally slipped onto the other side of, uh, of that gulf between cycling and running. So um, that's, is that a win? I don't know. It is. Runny, runners are smiling on the inside. 
they're always smiling on the inside, but they look like they're in so much pain on the outside. I think that's amazing. I've, I've noticed that you've been running more and I didn't really want to say anything because I didn't want to, I don't know, like slap that identity on you and have you push it back and push yeah, it away. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's exciting. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see if it lasts. That's funny because I'm, I've always been into running and now I'm trying to get into biking for the first, like, that's foreign to me. I just have never been into biking besides being a child and biking. And so I'm trying to ease in that way into, into that world. Yeah. Biking for me has always just been so much more fun. It's faster. You climbing up the mountains is a little bit easier, at least for me, it has been than, than running. And so, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a new thing for me. So very exciting. Keep us updated. Um, you also have cut back on sugar, although I feel like you have done that off and on over the years. Yep. I've done it off and on. I've, the first part of this year, I was kind of on and, uh, yeah, since, uh, since we were actually together in Florida this past October, I've not had any, any sugar. And, and I know that that's impossible to do because sugar's in everything, but I kind of have a limit where if there's more than say five or six grams of sugar per serving in a food, then I don't eat it. So, you know, if a sauce has that much sugar in it or uh, cereal has that much sugar in it, I won't eat it. Um, but in addition to giving up sugar again, since October, I also haven't been eating wheat. Uh, and that actually, Wait, you haven't been, what I haven't been eating wheat. Oh, uh, so no, I thought you said meat. No, no, like, no, what? no, I'm not. No, I'm not crazy. What are you talking <laughs> about? <laughs> uh, no wheat as in the grain. I haven't been eating any of that. And I've had very, very little Coke zero. So, uh, yeah, it's kind of a big change. Um, are you open to sharing the catalyst for this change or, you know, what happened in Florida that changed, um, that, you know? I don't think it was necessarily anything that happened. I just, uh, you know, it's just like, ah, okay, it's time to, to get back serious about eating healthy again. And, uh, coming home from a trip is a really good way to just say, okay, this is the starting point. Once you, you know, step off the airplane or whatever, that's the last, the last Coke zero, that's the last sugar or whatever. So it was just a good starting point. What has helped you make that change? Cause that is a hard, it's a big change. It's hard, you know, wheat, sugar, um, Coke zero, like that is not easy to do. And there might be some people listening who are trying to make some changes. So what has helped you? I wish that I had a secret for it uh, because my wife has asked me the same thing. She's like, what's the, what's the story in your head where, you know, when somebody hands you bread or you walk past, you know, the, uh, the sourdough at the store and you don't reach for it. And I, I, there's not really a story. I just, as soon as I step off the plane, I'm not eating wheat sugar and, and not really drinking Coke zero anymore. And it's just, that it's almost like flipping a switch. And for whatever reason, that works for me. I know that does not work for everyone, but it definitely works for me. But you, Coke Zero is part of your identity. It's hard. It's hard to shift your identity. I, I, and I have not given it up entirely. I didn't have Coke Zero for about 10 weeks. Um, and then, you know, last week I thought, well, I'll just, I'll have one, you know, a, a small can or whatever, which was way less than what I used to drink. Uh, don't drink it every day. It just kind of, you know, but occasionally I'm just like, ah, oh, that'd be a really nice treat. So maybe once or twice a week. Very cool. Well, other wins I'm going to share, um, you know, we've talked about this 
a ton on the podcast. Um, we created a program um, that weaves us into it, but jumping into BJ Fogg's coaching program and becoming a coach through his Tiny Habits certification has been really, I mean, I know life-changing sounds quite melodramatic, but I really think it has been for me. Not only just how it's helped us, um, you know, just shape some of our offers for copywriters um, and hopefully make them a little bit more sticky and um, more useful, but also it's just helped me personally with making the changes that I struggle with because I am not the person that can just get off the airplane and then flip a switch. So um, habits and thinking about habits in a tiny way and following some of that methodology has helped me make some some big changes in my life. Yeah, and you know I'm a fan of Tiny Habits and BJ Fogg, and we ought to, we need to get him on the podcast because uh, he's he's so smart. I even even separate from habit stuff, the the model for making change is such a valuable tool for copywriters and understanding the uh, interaction between motivation and ability and the call to action of the trigger that makes things happen. Um, so at some point we're going to bring him onto the podcast and have him educate everybody else. Yeah, definitely. That needs to happen in 2023. So we were talking about my lifestyle changes, but you also have changed your lifestyle a little. Like, I, I mean, for me, I giving like up we sugars- talked about it enough that I can't talk about it anymore. Well, it, you know, giving up sugar's a, a kind of a, a big thing, but to me, giving up meat is way bigger, way harder than sugar. Which is funny because for me, giving up meat has not been that hard. There, I mean, there are definitely moments, but- um, like giving up sugar is so much harder for me. So that is like, that's kind of the next thing that I just, I struggle with. And when I struggle with even just not eating dairy, it's usually because there's a sugar product, you know, there's some type of yummy sugar cookie that um, does have dairy, but I'm so pulled in by the sugar and so addicted to sugar that that's my struggle even now with this lifestyle change. It's not meat. It's not cheese as much. It's just those yummy sugar treats that I've been addicted to for years. So, um, but yeah, so some significant changes though, just with eating more plant-based and getting a lot more greens and vegetables into to my diet has been really helpful and helpful for just the way that I am thinking and operating in the world. So it's I, it's been really fun too. I'm having fun with it. I slip up all the time and I'm just handling it like I'm just observing. And if I slip up, I'm just kind of like, oh, that's interesting. Like, why did that slip up happen? How can I course correct for next time so that maybe maybe that won't happen? What could I do differently? And I'm not, for the most part, not beating myself up when I mess up. And, um, and I used to beat myself up when I would make any type of change. If I didn't do it correctly, I would just, yeah, I would just beat myself up for a while. And that, that doesn't help. We have another upcoming podcast in a couple of weeks where we'll talk to a guest about that very thing, you know, making, watching yourself as you slip up and being able to take a step back and say, oh, that happened. So you can uh, look for that episode in a couple of weeks. One other thing that maybe we can mention, uh, if you're on our email list, you've probably noticed this change, but you and I have been, have kind of changed our approach to um, what we write about in uh, to our the members of the Copywriter Club. If you're not on the list and you want to check that out, 
you can certainly get on the list at thecopywriterclub.com and various other places. But writing, at least the emails that I'm sending out are more copywriting related and more business related. Um, Just, you know, a lot of personal reflections. And so far, we've gotten a lot of really positive feedback about some of those changes. Yeah, it's been really fun to make that change. I don't remember when we interviewed Laura Belgray. I'm pretty sure it was in 2022, so we can include it in the reflection. But when we talked to her, she mentioned you know the biggest change she made in her business that helped her hit new financial goals was emailing her list more frequently. And so she went from maybe two times a week to daily. And so we we felt really excited about that and felt like we could do that, but it took us you know, a number of months to actually put that into practice. And now we're in a really good rhythm of sending daily emails um, between you, me, and then Gabby uh, takes an email a week. But we, you're writing two a week, I'm writing two a week. It feels really fun just to be writing so much and sharing thoughts. And um, I've really enjoyed the process. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's a little bit more story-based. If you, again, if you want to see what we're doing differently, um, make sure that you opt in. And unfortunately uh, we've noticed with our system, sometimes people get automatically opted out if there's some kind of a weird bounce. And so if you haven't been, if you think you're on our list, but you haven't been getting regular emails from us, it's not because we're not sending them. It's because you've been opted out for some reason. And so again, if you want to check that out, make sure you opt back in uh, there at copywriterclub.com. Yeah. I mean, Rob is teaching masterclass lessons on marketing and copy. I'm just sharing stories. I feel about like my- that might be a slight exaggeration. No, you are. I'm really enjoying your, I feel like you're great at teaching lessons and helping us think about things in a different way. I usually just write a, it's more like a diary. So, um, you know, you can just kind of get a variety of um, observations and takeaways on our list. So jump on there if you are not already on there. What else? What other wins? I'm going to share one more, but do you want to share anything else? I think that might be all of my wins that I can at least think of right now. Well, we didn't mention, but we launched P7, which is our pitching system. That was a big deal. It is a big deal. And I have actually been really, well, not surprised because we knew it was really good information. We knew that it was going to work, but the feedback that we've gotten from people who've gone through, you know, where people are saying, you know, I, I pitched, I sent out my first three MVP pitches using the templates that we gave and I got responses within 30 minutes to two of them kind of thing. Or people who are saying, uh, you know, that they have landed their first client literally within a week of starting to pitch using the P7 system. Um, and so it's just been really gratifying to see how well that works. And if you're struggling to get your pitches right, if you're struggling to find clients, it might be worth checking out the next time that we launch P7. Yes. Okay. So struggles. Well, maybe not struggles, but let's say like, you know, share one or two. As you look back at the past year, you know, is there something where you're like, oh, I wish that had gone differently or I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure that there are any things that are like drastic changes, but I mean, we mentioned the success of TCC IRL. Um, 
the backside of that though is that there is so much work that goes into it and for our team to put together an event uh, that works really well that that there's a lot of struggle that happens in order to produce something like that and so you know as we've looked at it that's one of the reasons why what we do in the future is probably going to be a little bit different because we need to make sure that it's working for everybody who's coming but it's also something that doesn't exhaust our team with 80 or 90 hour weeks you know in the in the lead up to the event so it's a little bit of a struggle but it gets pulled off every year it's been a big win uh so that's that's one thing that we've struggled with uh you know in our business together i think another struggle at least for me this is just more of a personal one was just um not leading as well as i could lead in terms of our team in terms of the copywriter club i think you know towards the beginning of the year i just felt like my attitude I don't know. My attitude was not as great as it could have been. I feel like it was more about expecting people to read my mind, um, not really stepping in and owning as much of the business as I could have. And so I think that's something that we, the two of us have put a lot of time into thinking about how can we divide responsibilities between the two of us? How can we just be more intentional about the growth of our team and the roles that you and I play? Because for a while, you and I were just kind of building together and both marketers and both kind of just like brainstorming together for most everything we did. And that worked to a certain degree for a handful of years. But I think over the last year, we reached a point where that no longer was serving us. And you and I realized we have to lead in a different ways. And for us, that meant kind of separating what Rob does from what Kira does. And so we've spent a lot of time really thinking about the roles of our team members and and our roles. And I think we're really in a better place. We're still thinking through it and sorting through it. But um, all that to say is as you grow, the role that you play will probably shift. And that is normal. But just pay close attention to it and see what's working, what's not working. And that's especially true if you build a business with a team because you shift from a lot of doing to a lot of, not necessarily managing, but inspiring, creating, um, visioning things that the team then gets to work on and do. So it's definitely been uh, a bit of a change for us and something we are going to be much better at in 2023. Yeah, and I think it's a mixture. And I think where I got a little tripped up was it's a mixture. Like there are some areas where you and I need to be more visionaries and kind of setting that vision and supporting team members. But there are other areas because we're not we're not this huge company. So you and I still need to get, you know, dirty and get in the weeds with certain parts of the business when they aren't working as well. And when we recognize that this is an area of weakness, okay, can Rob jump in there or can Kira jump in there? And so I think because sometimes my thinking is so black and white, it's like, well, either we're both visionaries or we're both in the weeds, but that's not the case. It just depends on kind of what you need that week and day and month. Um, and so I think I I need to be more agile in how I move through the business. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, that's probably enough about struggles. Let's talk about what's coming up. What are we doing here in the next couple of weeks and, in, and into January? Yeah, so we are hosting um, a five-day challenge and if you listen to this on Tuesday, the challenge is happening right now. So it's not too late to jump in. You can jump in any day this week. And the challenge is all about planning the year ahead, planning with intention, 
since it's December and getting ahead of it so you don't feel like the year is happening to you or your business is happening to you and you have very little control. So we're going to walk through um, the steps that we take to uh, set our priorities and to think strategically. So we're not trying to do everything, but we're trying to do focus on the projects and the behaviors and activities that are needle moving and will make a big difference. And so part of this five-day challenge will be about setting the aspiration and being really clear about what your goals are, um, how you'll measure those goals, and then starting to map out the potential projects or behaviors or even new habits you could develop to support that aspiration. And prioritizing the ones that are most important and forgetting about everything else because you can't do everything. And so we will walk you through the process we use and we'll do it together as a group. And it's a free challenge. So you really have nothing to lose if you want to start thinking about the year ahead. Yeah, this is something that we've taught really in depth in both the think tank and in the underground. And when we taught it in the underground, we actually got a really good response. People who were telling us is really helpful, really uh, the process helps them gather all the information about what happened in the previous year, helps them sift through and sort out, you know, the goals, the habit changes, the things that they want to do differently in their businesses, and then kind of lays out a, a model for setting a few goals to get them done quarter by quarter. It's uh, the kind of thing, a process that you could use on a quarterly basis, but it's definitely something everybody should be doing at the end of the year. It's not too late to get into this free challenge. And so if you you know want to see, get an inside look in the way that we do it, the way that we've taught it, and the way that a bunch of copywriters in the underground have done it, jump into that ASAP because it's going on right now. All right. Well, what else are you excited about, Rob, this month or looking into the new year? Along with the challenge that's running right now, we are going to be having our early bird for the accelerator here in the next week or so. And that's basically an opportunity for anybody who knows that they want to be in on the accelerator. Maybe they've thought about it in the past or, you know, they're, they they think, well, next time I'll jump in, or they've been struggling in some way in their business. Maybe they're really good copywriters, but they're stuck with the business stuff. This is an opportunity to jump in at the very lowest price that we offer for it, simply because we're not running Facebook ads. We don't have to pay out you know, all of those kinds of costs. So rather than paying Facebook, for that, we give that money back to you when you jump in early. Um, we include the P7 pitching system with that as a bonus. There are a lot of other bonuses that come along with it. It's definitely our, you know, perhaps um, most, I'm trying to think of the best way to describe this. Um, you know, I, I won't say it's necessarily like the most successful uh, because the think tank is also really successful, but it's it's popular and so many people come out of the accelerator saying, yep, you've helped me completely change the way that I think about my approach to business, what I'm building, the, the pieces that I need to put together so that when I sit down to write, I'm not just being a writer, but I'm actually the CEO of my business. Yeah, I mean, the accelerator is for, writers who maybe have worked with a couple of clients, maybe even more than that, um, or maybe just their first client. And like they know that they've got talent in the writing chops, but they also know there's so many missing pieces and maybe even lacking in confidence because you don't have an onboarding process or you don't know what to ask them on the kickoff call or a sales call and you don't have any type of brand or um, maybe you don't even have a website yet. All those things are normal when you're just starting out, but 
that's something that we can help you build and, and create in the accelerator program. And you can do it through proven processes um, that we've developed over the last five years that have worked for hundreds of other copywriters. And we've continued to update so that they're, they're relevant. We know they're working today. And so um, it's pretty magical to see how people transform as they go through it. Like Rob said, it's not just building the business, uh, but it's also getting out there and starting to get more clients, more consistent clients. And so it's really everything you need to build your copywriting business. And it's it's not just a program. It's not something that you buy and watch. Uh, it, obviously, there is some video training. There's training that we do, but there's a community of other copywriters that go through as a cohort. You're leaning on each other, asking each other questions, helping each other. There is uh, a set of blueprints that we've created so that you don't just you know get inspired by the videos, but you actually have the uh, ideas, the insights that you need so you can start implementing what we're talking about in your business or on your website, in the packages that you sell, in your communications with your clients. That's all laid out to make that easier for you. It's a bit like a mastermind slash coaching slash community slash course. It's a, a mixture of all of it. And because of the way we've mixed those together, it seems to be really, really effective. Yeah, so we are opening the doors, like Rob said, soon, just for a couple of days for people in our community, writers in our community who know that they want to jump in, they know they need this, and so they can take advantage of the lowest rate we'll offer before we kind of officially launch at a higher price point in January. If you want that notification to come to you when we open up the doors for this early bird, make sure that you go to thecopywriteraccelerator.com and get on that notification list. All right. So as we kind of wrap here, Rob, I think you may have had a book or two you wanted to share that could help with productivity um, or just thinking about goal setting as, um, as we plan ahead. I mean, I always have books to recommend and think about. Uh, there are some, a lot of copywriters, a lot of marketers start thinking about time management, goal setting, their approach to that uh, as the old year ends and the new year begins. And so there are a couple of really good books uh, that do that. We've talked about these before. Uh, 4,000 Weeks by Oliver Berkman is kind of a, a way to reset your thinking around time management altogether and some of the fallacies that happen because we try to squeeze everything into our calendar as opposed to really understanding and focusing on the things that are very most important. So that's a favorite. I know you have also loved that book, Kira. Yeah, that's a go-to one. I'm probably going to read that one again, actually. That's a good idea. Dave Ruel's book, Done by Noon, is also a really good approach to the time management portion of your schedule and accomplishing goals. Uh, it's another one that we've recommended before and been through Dave's training. We have a previous podcast where Dave shared a lot of uh, his knowledge. There's some training in the underground uh, that goes along with the Done by Noon book as well. And that's a really solid one. So if you're, if you're thinking, hey, I'm really struggling with the time management portion of it, I would uh, check that book out for sure. And then a third one that I really like is Dan Kennedy's book on time management. And I don't have the title in front of me, but uh, one of the things that reading that book did for me was reframed the idea around the value of time and thinking of you know every minute or every hour that you have as being worth x number of dollars and when you start thinking that way and you get serious about that 
realizing that you might be spending an hour on Twitter or an hour on Instagram, just doom scrolling, uh, and that that's costing you a couple hundred dollars an hour. Is that something that you would actively pay for? Because if you wouldn't, that's effectively what we're doing. And so some of the ideas that, that Dan Kennedy shares in his book started to reframe my thinking just about the value of time. And so I like that one as well. Awesome. Okay. And let's give a let's give a Netflix recommendation or one or two as well to balance it out. I've got I've got one. Um I recommend I think this is oh shoot, this isn't even Netflix. I probably shouldn't even recommend this. Never mind. Cut. It's on Disney Plus. Why why can't you recommend it? What is it? Is it Wednesday? No, no it's not. Okay, whatever. We'll keep it in. This is on Disney Plus. So I know it's because I know it's annoying when it's like you already are paying for different services and now you're like, oh now I have to buy Disney Plus too. Um, but it's worth it. It's called Limitless. It's um, produced and hosted by Chris Hemsworth. Little I've Thor, yeah. little Thor action. If you love Chris, um, even if you're not a Chris fan, which is fine. Um, I actually didn't love him as much until I watched this this series. But it's all about uh, longevity and um, helping you, yeah, live a longer, healthier life. And it's quite entertaining, but it's also educational. And there are plenty of scientists and doctors that are brought into the episodes through quite an, you know, an entertaining journey that Chris goes on um, because he finds out that, uh, that he has um, Alzheimer's, two genes, one from his mom, one from his dad. So he is quite stressed out as he goes into this journey to try to do everything he can to kind of reverse engineer as much as he can. So I would recommend that it surprised me. I wasn't expecting to enjoy it as much as I did and learn quite as much as I did from that series. Interesting. Yeah. I've seen it and I've thought, well, I haven't watched it. I've seen it, you know, on the Disney plus welcome screen or whatever. I thought oh, I should check that out, but I haven't yet. So I'm going to add that to my list. I've watched uh, a few. I'm kind of a, a cop show or spy show aficionado. So Bosch on Amazon Prime. And then there's a spinoff where uh, his daughter, Maddie, is a, uh, a boot cop or just starting out in uh, her career. And it's a fun series. Um, there's one that I just started watching on Paramount the other day called uh, Tulsa King which uh, I, it's definitely not family-friendly uh, language-wise, but it's kind of a gangster show and it's, you know, it's made me smile a few times. It's kind of funny. Um, so I'm, those are probably not shows that you want to watch when the kids are around, but both shows that I've enjoyed watching over the last few months. Yeah, you can watch Limitless with the kids around. So if Of course, you you're, kids- you're the safe bet and I'm the risky bet this time. My, my kids have seen probably way too many inappropriate shows at this point, but this one is okay. So um, hopefully, yeah, we'd love to hear your recommendations because I I could use a new show and I'm never quite sure what to check out next. So please let us know what we should be reading and what we should be listening to and what we should be watching. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's it for this episode of the Copywriter Club podcast. The intro music was composed by copywriter and songwriter Addison Rice. The outro was composed by copywriter and songwriter David Muntner. If you like what you've heard, please leave a review on iTunes uh, or Spotify or anywhere else where you can leave a review. We'd love to hear what you have to say about the show. Uh, and uh, yeah, keep listening, share this episode with your friends and family, and we will see you next week.